Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey boo, hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. So we're bringing it back to the OG days. Well, it's not even OG days. We're just bringing it back to Kay recording from the bed next to a baby because we are dealing with a little bit of sleep regression over here, but mama needs to batch. So we're going to make it do what I do. So today I want to nerd out about the psychology of high ticket sales and to share my thoughts on, you know, what it looks like and how to understand what motivates your MVPs. And by this, I mean your most valuable payer or your ideal client. So Something that we don't hear a lot about in the online space is the power of like consumer psychology or like buyer psychology. And I feel like this is a huge disservice because buyer psychology is like a real thing. I've talked about on the show, like the four different types of buyers. And that is just a small taste of what buyer psychology is. But like when you really understand who your ideal client is and their actual like thoughts deep down inside, it makes selling so much easier, easier. And in the world of, you know, high ticket sales, it's important that you understand buyer psychology because this is what you are using to basically close the sale, right? When you understand people on a psychological level, you're able to increase your revenue because you deeply understand who they are, but more importantly, what they need and how you can give it to them. And if you can, right? I feel like I close so many deals simply because I tell people like, hey, I'm not the best fit for you in this area. Or instead, you know, I know that you're saying this is what your problem is, but this is what I can actually help you with. Does this seem more aligned, right? And it's because I deeply understand people on a psychological level. Um, And more importantly, I understand my high ticket buyers on a psychological level. So in this episode, I'm just going to touch on what drives high ticket buying decisions. And you know, one thing that I want to say, because I, I know that I've had a couple people ask me this and I know sometimes we get in our heads about like, well, what's high ticket? High ticket can be whatever you want it to be, right? You know, the online space is so unregulated that I'm not going to sit here and say that one high ticket offer is not high ticket because it's not, you know, $15,000. But here's what I will say. A high ticket offer is something that's going to stretch somebody. I usually say that once you hit that thousand dollar mark, for your offer, you're now in that high ticket range. Um, now, in some industries, right, $1,000 may be still on the low side, but trust me, a buyer, what, before you hit that $1,000 mark, they're gonna be like, okay, I can invest $500, I can invest $250, I can invest $750. But once you hit that $1,000 mark, people are gonna be like, wait a second now, hold up, hold up, what's happening here? So, um, so that's just like to kind of explain what we're talking about when we say high ticket. Um, so now I want to really dive into the meat and potatoes. Okay. I want to talk about 
what drives high ticket buying decisions. But first and foremost, before we even get to what's driving their decision, we need to take a step back and make sure that we intimately know who our MVB is, okay? MVB, MVP, most valuable buyer or most valuable payer, AKA your ideal client. But the reason why I kind of shifted from saying things like ideal client is because truthfully speaking, an ideal client, a lot of times we just make this person up, right? We just make up who we feel like would be a good fit for our offers. And then once we start working with people, we say, okay, you know, I want to continue to work with people like this. But sometimes someone may be a good fit on paper, but they're not actually a buyer, right? They're not actually ready to pay you. So instead of thinking about an ideal client, I really want us to think about who is the most likely to buy, okay? Who is the most likely to pay us for our services, pay us for our coaching? The truth is that not every customer is a right fit for your business at the time, right? Like maybe they're just not a good fit for you right now, or maybe they're just completely not a good fit for you. And it's important that we are targeting the customers who are most likely to buy. This is something that we do. Um, I have inside of Becoming CEO, the Lifetime Group Coaching Experience, I have you build out something called a client persona. And the reason why we build out this client persona is because it really helps you sit down and do a bit of market research so that you can have a crystal clear vision on who your ideal buyer is, right? And what they desire. Because truthfully speaking, we want to make sure that we're attracting people that are actually wanting to buy. And a great example of who is likely to buy is gonna be our previous clients, right? Our former clients who have already paid us. But even when you're thinking about that and when you're analyzing that data, you still wanna think even further of like, what are the decisions that they made or what what were the thoughts they were ha having that really made them or put them in a position where they were like, okay, I am ready to invest. I mean, even think about yourself. Sometimes you may be just browsing, right? You ever, you ever, um, you know, went to go like shop for clothing or something, but like you weren't really intending to buy anything. You just were browsing, right? Well, it's okay to attract people that are just browsing, right? But we don't want to always be attracting people that are browsing. And I see this happen to a lot of my clients where you're building an audience, right? You're building a community, you're building a platform. And right now you just have a lot of people that are browsing, but you're not really attracting people into your audience or into your community that are like, oh yeah, sign me up. I am ready to buy right now, right? You're not, you're not um, attracting people who when they went out their house today, they were intending to buy a dress, not just go look at dresses because they're cute, right? So that's two different types of buyers and it's two, like they have two completely different thought processes. So this is why inside Becoming CEO, we really sit down and map out your client persona because we really wanna understand deep down inside when your ideal client, we'll, we'll call them an ideal client for all intents and purposes, but we'll call them that, um, when they are ready to buy, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What are they doing? What are they experiencing? And what do they actually desire? So now that we have kind of talked about this, right? I'm, I'm laying the foundation. So we know who our MVB is, right? We know who our MVP is. We know who, you know, this person is that is ready to buy. Now let's talk about what drives a buying decision. So you know who they are, but now you need to understand what is actually making them buy. So one thing that you need to understand is that buying decisions, like when someone actually makes a purchase, 
This buying decision starts from a feeling and then it's justified logically. So most buyers buy with their heart and then they rationalize. I mean, if you ever think about like, let's just use the dress analogy, right? When you go and you buy a dress, you fall in love with a dress, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. I love this. You know, like, you know, I love the color. Like you, you, you buy from just an emotional response that you have. My booty look big. I mean, that's how I buy a dress. My butt look good. Baby, the dress is good as mine. Okay. <laughs> so we buy with our heart first and then we rationalize. Okay. This is a reasonable price. You know, this is, you know, this is going to fit, um, you know, fit the vibe of wherever I'm going, right? Like you start to rationalize after your heart is already in it this is why sometimes you will buy something and then get home and like have all these thoughts like all these feelings of regret and it's because you bought it with your heart without actually thinking through and rationalizing like okay is this actually a good purchase or do I actually want to make this purchase so um, you know and, and we're using this dress example but this applies to anything right when someone is investing in your services people are going to so a lot of people will invest purely because they like something a piece of content you created right they connected deeply with that and then later on they're going to rationalize like okay you know yes i've connected with our content but also i see all these other things that validate why my heart you know like why, why my heart is feeling this way so buying decisions start from feelings and they're justified logically so this is also why and i'm gonna bring this all the way home right now this is also why you can have an amazing sales call or a dm conversation with someone and then they don't buy right you get on a sales call and they're like yeah this is so great blah blah like they're ready they're on fire and then they ghost you right same thing in the dms where you're talking in the dms going back and forth and then boom they just ghost you out of nowhere this is why it's because they the excitement wore off right they were excited when they started talking to you they were excited you know by the the responses that you were giving them by the energy that you were giving but then when you got off the call when they were able to move away from things they started to rationalize things and when they did it didn't support their feelings so this is not a bad thing right this is not a bad thing it's just it gives us something to do, right? It gives us as the as the coach, as the service provider, it gives you something to do because truthfully, it's your job to give people evidence that their feelings about you and your offer is in alignment. That's all, that's all you have to do is show them to give them the evidence that what they're feeling with their heart, what they're feeling with their heart when they initially inquired or initially reached out or whatever, what they're feeling is in alignment with what you can actually provide for them and it's your job to give them that evidence so i want to kind of take a tiny step back and just talk about a few emotions and decisions that people buy from and this is going to be really important i want you to think about this the next time you're having a conversation with somebody that's leading towards sales right so maybe you're on a sales call maybe you are talking in the dms with someone right so there are quite a few like emotions or decisions that people buy from but i'm just going to share like a couple of the common ones that i see for um, service-based businesses and for coaching businesses so one of the primary like one of the primary drivers and primary like emotions or or decisions that people are making um is the desire to be seen and to feel valued especially now that we've gone through a whole panorama and you know people are feeling a lot more isolated and also 
in the last few years, especially in the online space, we've seen a lot of, I don't want to call it corruption, but we've seen a lot of people who, you know, have just had not that great experiences in their investments. So right now, people have the desire to be seen and to feel valued. People want to feel important. People want to feel like they matter and they should, right? Like, let's be real. They should feel important and valued by the person that they're investing in. Nobody wants to feel like another number or no one wants to just feel like they're just any old client, like everything's a template, you know, like nobody wants to feel that way. They want to feel connected. They want to feel community and they want to see that in you, right? They want to see that you are going to, for lack of better words, take care of them and that you're going to, you know, intimately see them and get to know them. And so this is one thing or one area that it's really important for us to be intentional about, like intentional about, yes, you're, you may be growing and scaling your business, but how can you still maintain that connection so that people can feel seen and valued? I'm actually, um, this is like a, this is relevant, but it's a side note. I am, I, I was just now, um, I'm trying to explain this in, in like the easiest way, but basically I was reaching out to a coach that I had done this program with and this program that I'm in had like hundreds of people in there. And it was so crazy because as I'm going through this program with hundreds of other people in here, I still feel so intimately connected to the coach because every time I have reached out, um, someone on her team or, or herself, they have gotten back to me like within, if not the same day, like the next day, which we, we're in a different, we're in a time difference, like a huge time difference between us. So the fact that they respond to me so quickly, I just feel so like taken care of and I feel so valued even though there are hundreds of other people in this program with me and for me that has allowed like that has made it to where now I'm looking at her higher ticket offers like okay you know I'm ready to drop this money to invest in you because I know that you're going to take care of me right so she has triggered this psychological response and connection just because I feel seen and valued so that's one emotion another powerful motivator and I kind of like Hey boo, real quick. I want to share with you an amazing free three-day challenge I've created called the High Ticket Sales System Challenge. This challenge is going to take place on May 15th to May 17th. In this challenge, you're going to learn how to create a high ticket sales system so that you can attract and convert high quality leads, aka your MVPs. During these three days, we're going to cover a bunch of different topics, such as what is a high ticket lead and who is your MVP. You'll learn a proven framework to help you diagnose why you aren't getting leads, how to create a high ticket sales system that's going to allow you to have more freedom as a mama and a CEO, how to consistently attract high quality leads, and last but not least, the two things you need to focus on to position yourself for high ticket sales. Click on the show notes below to grab your spot inside the challenge and let's get this money. Like sometimes I hate to say it like this, but it is what it is. Another powerful motivator is the fear of missing out, like FOMO. But I mean this in the best way, right? I don't mean this in like a, you know, trying to get over on people, but for real, for real, like people are driven to make a purchase because they think that they're going to miss out on an opportunity or miss out on an experience. And so in high ticket sales, this may, this may manifest or this may look like Maybe you have a limited time offer or a one-of-a-kind experience, right? And this is going to create that 
urgency or that scarcity that can tap into that person's fear of missing out and encourage them to take action. Now, I want to say like, cause I'm saying like, as I'm saying this and as I'm thinking it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can tell like people are going to be like, oh my gosh, no. But listen, I mean this in the least sleazy way, I promise. So for me, I'm going to give myself as an example. I offer all kinds of like exclusive bonuses to people that join my programs during the early bird period and even during the open cart. Like there are some like, um, you know, special bonuses and things that I only offer during that time period. And these bonuses, they genuinely go away outside of those pe- outside of those periods. So you literally will miss out, right? If you don't join during this time block, you will miss out on the extra bonuses that I do. So on the other end, where I do recognize that this can be sleazy, that the whole, you know, fear of missing out thing can be sleazy is if let's say, for example, you said there was one spot left in your program, knowing good and well, you got like 10 spots left, right? Like that is not okay. But there is a way to, you know, create that sense of urgency without it being sleazy. And so while like on one end, I hesitate to say like, oh, you know, the fear of missing out is a motivator, right? It's an emotion that people buy from. I also want to like, just make the disclaimer that there is a way to do it that is full of integrity. And you know, integrity is one of my core values. I do not mess with God. I do not mess with Jesus about his children. And for those reasons, I don't even play the game of trying to get over on people and like pray on their emotions um, but you know I do recognize the power of creating some sort of urgency and also like let's just be honest this urgency also like moves me right so as as the person that is selling um, you recognize that there are certain things that are going to motivate you right so I sell better personally I sell better when I know that there's something limited on the table because it makes me want to and feel even more excited about offering it to other people so I'm actually very very excited about my bonuses because I know that they're the bomb.com and I know that I just really don't want people to miss out on it so I keep selling I keep showing up because I feel motivated by it and that in turn translates over to other people so that's another motivator um something else like something else that motivates people as well um some people are motivated by like practical needs or like their specific desires now I love talking about this because it's basically people are driven by a solution, right? They are looking for a solution to a specific problem. So like with the dress example, sometimes you may go out and you're just going shopping to go shopping, right? You're not really going shopping for any reason. I do this all the time at Target where I'm just like, I just want to go to Target, but I have no, you know, I'm not really looking for anything. But if I am going to, you know, an event, right now I have a reason or a purpose in going shopping. So when I go and think about what stores I want to go to, you know, when I am, you know, shopping online or whatever, now I am motivated by a practical need, by a desire, because there's a solution that I'm looking for. And so a lot of buyers, they, they buy from this space and it's really important to understand when are they at this point? right? When is your MVB at the point that they are motivated by the need for a solution? Now, it's important to note that sometimes we don't want them to come to us when they are in desperate need, right? Like, a client coming to you in desperate need that's never like that's always a recipe for disaster in my opinion, but we do want to catch people when they are in a position where they're like, you know what, I am actually looking for a solution to this problem. And, you know, I'm in a 
I hate to say reasonable headspace, but like they're in a headspace where it's not like they need a solution tomorrow. You know, it's just like they are actively shopping. They're actively looking for answers. So you want to think about what solution or, or desire does your MVP have and how can you offer or sorry, how can your offer, how can your service fulfill those needs? Another, you know, decision or another like, um, you know, uh, emotion that people buy from is the influence of social proof. Now, I love social proof because the truth of the matter is, is that, and we all know this, a lot of people are influenced by the opinions and the behaviors of other people. So if they see other people getting a good result, if they see other people, you know, talking really, you know, positively about something, that is going to influence their decision to make a purchase. I do this all the time on Amazon where I will, I'll be ready to buy something, right? I will have a need or I'll have a desire and I'll be ready to buy something. And before I do that, what really pushes me over the edge is when I look at the reviews and they're positive, right? And I'm one of those people that I will go and read the negative reviews first just to like get that out of the way and then go and read the positive reviews. Um, and this is the same thing in the online space, right? And I feel like we, like I feel like people don't recognize the power of seeing other people's testimonials, right? Like the power of leveraging the social proof that you have. And I wanna also say that in high ticket sales, this doesn't have to be the big sexy win, right? This doesn't have to be, oh, a client just made, you know, a five figure month or the client just did, you know, this amazing thing, right? It could be a very small, tangible next step, right? People just want to see progress. They want to see themselves reflected in your work. And you can do that by showing them evidence and social proof of what has happened with others, how you have served others, what kind of results other people have gotten from you. So last, I want to talk about the role of your personal values or their personal values in their purchasing behavior. So a lot of customers are motivated by like the desire to be in alignment, like for their purchase to be in alignment with their personal values. So for example, I am motivated by other believers, right? Like I have a personal value of being a Christian. And so when I'm investing in things, it's a added bonus if you are a Christian, right? If you, if you, um, you know, talk about God in your content, if you glorify God in your content, like I, I'm more likely to invest in that person over someone else simply because our personal values align. And this happens a lot, right? This happens a lot. And I always say, and, and I'm always, um, I'm always really, I guess, intentional about telling people like, hey, use your discernment. Make sure you pray, you know, before you make a decision, because I do recognize that right now being a Christian is trendy, right? Um, and maybe not even that being a Christian is trendy because I believe, you know, all of us can come to Christ, right? But it's more so like marketing to Christians is trending. And so I always say, you know, use your, use your discernment here, right? But there are ways that you can have your values um, and how you can market your values and you don't have to say oh I'm a coach for Christians blah 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 right like you can talk about other specific things like having integrity being honest right these are all principles and things that we live as being you know as Christians but when we're talking about this from a sales psychology standpoint there are people that buy based on 
values, right? Based on their purchasing, uh, sorry, based on their personal values, they're making purchasing decisions. Um, some people care about sustainability, right? Sustainability, whether it's like for the, you know, for the planet, but also sustainability when it comes to their time, right? So a lot of people that invest with me, one of their values, one of their core values is sustainability, right? They care about being able to do you know, their work and, and, um, build their businesses in a sustainable manner. So because of that, they connect deeply with my message. This is a personal value, right? They're connecting on a personal value. And I feel like we don't, we don't talk about this part enough, but when you highlight the values that your product or service embodies, you're going to be able to appeal to customers who are motivated by those things, right? So now they are emotionally connecting, right? This is the emotional connection part. And then later they will rationalize it, right? Inside Becoming CEO, I have an entire training that's going to help you identify what your core values are because this is where you can focus your sales, right? This is where you can focus and sell in a very clean way. So like for me, one of my core values, like I say all the time is integrity. And so I'm always striving to be transparent and honest in my content, in my sales, in my marketing, like in everything I do, I make sure that I uphold that value of integrity and other people can recognize that. So they have an emotional connection and emotional affinity towards me, which is influencing their purchasing behavior, right? And this is not sleazy, right? This is very clean. This is very organic because I live this, right? So I'm not telling you to take on core values that you don't believe in or that you don't actually value. Find the ones that, that make the most sense to you. Find the ones that you actually care about so that when you are marketing and selling and all those things, you can do it in a clean way to align with those people that actually care about the same things that you care about. So lastly, I just want to kind of cover just to kind of wrap all this up. I want to talk through how to communicate with high ticket buyers by speaking to both the emotions and logic and the way you do this is by articulating value now listen i know that we always talk about like oh you know create valuable content do this do that that's not what i'm saying here right i'm going to talk to you about this concept called the three pillars of persuasion so basically what this means is that you have three things that or sorry if you have these three things you will be able to sell your offer with confidence because you will be able to in essence, persuade someone to buy from you. Um, but we're talking about this on a psychological level. So like I said in the beginning, like I've been saying throughout this whole episode, people are buying based on their feelings and then they rationalize it with logic. But they're doing this based on the value that they believe that they're going to get in exchange for their money. So the three pillars are their feelings, right? Their emotions, their logic, right? How they're rationalizing things. And they're doing this through the third pillar, which is value and what they believe that they're going to get in exchange for their money. So some ways that you can, you know, kind of communicate this is through storytelling, right? Storytelling and articulating your transformation or your results that your offer is going to get them. This is going to help you connect with your client emotionally, and this is going to let them know what you have to offer. So for example, when I first started my business, something that I talked about a lot was the fact that I used to be an Uber driver and I used to drive for Instacart. And I talk about like how I never wanted to do that again and how I grew my business on social media. So if you've been following me since we were She's a Creative, you know that I always talked about driving for Uber. I always talked about how social media changed my life because 
becoming like becoming CEO originally was K the social media girl, right? K the Instagram girl. That's what this was. And so because I talked about my life experience, right? And I shared my own story, people were able to connect with me emotionally because they knew who I was, right? And now that I've shifted, I'm now a mom, you know, people are following me now for my motherhood journey, right? And people are noticing, wow, like Kay is building this with two small kids, right? And the people are seeing how this plays a role in the growing and scaling of my company today. And so I want to be clear and say that when you're trying to, you know, build on the sale, you know, build out like sales psychology, or when you're trying to, you know, tell your story you don't got to tell your business right there's plenty that people don't know about me right because it's not for the public i rarely talk about my marriage right it's not a boundary because tay don't care tay loves <laughs> tay loves me to my content to be honest it's, it's, a, it's a bit crazy but you know i don't share all those things because it's not relevant right i don't share details of my kids but i do share what is relevant to the overall journey that i am on because that is what's connecting me with my community. But also, if you don't want to share about you personally, you can talk about your clients, right? What transformations are they experiencing? What is their story? And that can allow you to build that emotional connection between you and your clients. So that's one pillar, right? So now, again, people buy first emotionally, but we have to think about that next pillar, which is logic. So how are we balancing the emotions with logic? Because I can't just sell, you know, oh, well, and people do this, but I don't think it's an integrity, right? And it's definitely not moving people through a process. But you want to make sure that not only are you are you sharing your story, sharing your client's transformations, but you also want to give them logic, right? Customers, like your customers, your clients, you know, your, your, um, you know, your future mentees, all of them, they want to know that they are making a rational and informed decision, especially when it comes to high ticket purchases, because listen, paying thousands of dollars for nothing is the worst feeling in the world. Paying thousands of dollars and feeling like, like once you get in, you didn't get what you were promised like trust me i've been there it does not feel good and we don't want our people to experience that right we want to make sure that when people invest in us they feel so confident and empowered in their decision and the way you do this is by providing the data right providing the data providing the, the statistics providing that evidence that's supporting the value and the quality of your service the quality of your offers the quality of your coaching and you're going to do this by demonstrating it, right? You're going to show them that, hey, look at these case studies. Look at what I've done with these other people. Look at the reviews that people have left for me. Um, something that I do all the time is I will share like, hey, go ask this person about me, right? Like I want you to have firsthand evidence. So when you are thinking about this logically, you can say, okay, this is a good decision for me. Your sales page, right? Your sales page, it matters. I know a lot of people are like, you don't need a sales page. And I, I will be honest, I say that too, right? You don't need a formal sales page, right? You can just have a Dubsado form or a HoneyBook form where people can see all the details, but people need to see the details so that when they are, when they're, you know, when the warm and fuzzy has, has worn off, they're able to sit down and really read and understand what they're getting, right? Because people need to balance their emotions with some logic. So 
how do we connect these two things? We connect them through the value, right? Value is that third pillar. And value, it's such a crucial factor when it comes to high ticket sales because customers want to feel that they are getting value for their money, right? And the hard part about this is that it's really dependent on how they feel, right? What they perceive is value. And but something that we all know and something that I like talk about all the time is that people are willing to pay more when they believe that it's going to provide what what they need, right? When it's giving them the value that they feel they want or deserve. So this means that what you want to do is you want to highlight unique features, right? Unique benefits of your offer, of your service. You want to show how it provides value that they can't find somewhere else. So for example, if you're selling a high-end coaching program, a high-ticket coaching program, you might want to highlight the value of personalized support, right? Personalized attention, custom support that they can't find in a lower price program. Because let's be honest, you can join a lower price program, but you will not get the in-depth support that you need to get. You won't get someone that's going to, you know, go in and customize a plan for you and walk alongside you and problem solve. Like you won't get that same level of support. That is value, right? That's going to be valuable to someone. As a service provider, you can talk about the time that you're saving them or the headache of DIYing. So that's what I used to do when I was a service provider, when I had the, which I'm still a service provider, but when I had the social media agency, one thing that I constantly used as a piece of value and as a point of value is, listen, I'm saving you the headache of DIYing this yourself because you know good and darn well, you need to make all these posts for your social media and you don't have time. That's what I'm here to save you. So not only am I saving you time, but I'm saving you the headache of having to think of a strategy and come up with content ideas and to create the content and all those different things, right? So that's what you want to think about. You want to think about how can you communicate the value of your offer and specifically what is making your offer unique and something they can't get somewhere else. So as a little recap of that little section, I want you to really think about the three pillars of persuasion, right? And I know that sometimes these concepts can sound really, um, I don't want to call them sleazy because they're not sleazy, but like, I know that, I know that we all sometimes have issues when it comes to selling and sales, but I want to take back the power, right? And I want to encourage you to take back like the energy that you have around the ideal of sales and being salesy, because truthfully you want to be salesy, boo. Like, you want to be salesy do you like target they do not care about being salesy and guess what i buy every time i go okay every time i go i buy from them so we have to we have to drop you know the the negative feeling and I'm, i have an episode about this coming up later where we talk about just like the mindset around sales but i really want to encourage you to shift your belief in your relationships around how you are thinking about selling and sales in your business because it really is a clean and organic thing and it's important to the growth of your company so when we're thinking about the three pillars of persuasion your emotions emotions are the foundation right this is going to be that first thing that connects your your client 
to your product, right? Your client, to your offer, your client, to your services. They need to have an emotional response. This emotional response they have is going to be the thing that triggers them. And I mean this in the best way. It's going to be the thing that makes it like it, it click for them that they're ready to express interest. So a lot of times when people are you know, inquiring, when people are asking questions, when people, you know, are thinking about making a purchase, it's because they connected with something emotionally. I promise you, if you ask your clients, they're going to tell you it was a piece of content. It was something you said. It was something, you know, on your sales page. Like maybe they went to your sales page and they saw something that made them connect emotionally. That is always, and I, you know, I'll, I'll say that's 90% of the time. That's the first connection piece is they connect with you emotionally. Then their logic is gonna kick in. That second pillar, their logic is gonna kick in and that's gonna give them structure. That's gonna, that's gonna um, you know, make them legitimize or you know, make sure that you're credible, right? So they're gonna logically you know, figure out how, how are, or sorry, not how, but like what is the evidence that's supporting their feelings? That's what they're gonna do logically. And then lastly, they're going to look for the value, right? They're going to weigh the value and they're going to say, okay, if I make this investment in this offer, in this service, in this coaching container, am I getting the value that I feel I deserve or that I need in this season? Is this going to give me a return on investment, an ROI, right? And if the answer is yes, right? If they connect emotionally, if they are able to, you know, logically make it make sense for lack of better words, if they're able to say, yes, there is value in this, then they're going to be compelled to make a positive purchasing decision. And that's what we want. We want this money. We want them to connect with us on all those levels so that we can do what we do best and serve and support them. You see how serving is selling? selling a serving right like it all feeds on each other and it's such a beautiful thing i love sales psychology i love thinking deeper into this because when you really think about it it really empowers you to show up and sell with even more confidence because you know you're doing it right you know that you are doing this because you genuinely want to serve and support a specific person right and this specific person is paying you, which is even better. So last thing I want to say, I want to close this out with the doors are soon to be opening for the Becoming CEO Lifetime Group Coaching Experience. I've briefly talked about it throughout this episode, but I just want to announce that we're going to be opening in like a week, I think now. And this is my signature marketing and sales program for mamas who want to sell your high ticket offers in less than 20 hours a week with a sustainable high ticket sales system. So I've already talked about, you know, the challenge that's coming and now the doors are opening to the program very soon. So you want to get in that challenge so that you can get all the juicy, you know, things that I have going on with that challenge, but then you want to come and hop into becoming CEO because that is where you're going to get that long-term support in creating a business that allows you to sell out your high ticket offers and to do it consistently. So I want you to hop on the wait list and the show notes for, um, becoming CEO because that'll be opening in like a week or so. But I want to talk about what's going to happen inside the program. So inside the program, I'm going to support you with a lot of different things. But most importantly, I want to kind of highlight that 
In the program, I really help you simplify and streamline your overall business strategy so that you can build sustainably. Listen, I get it. Like we are moms. We don't have enough time. Um, well, not, I'm not gonna say we don't have enough time, but we don't have a ton of time, right? So I wanna help you consistently sign and serve your high ticket clients in less than 20 hours a week. So I want you to get more clients. I want you to get new clients. And I also want you to be able to serve them in less than 20 hours a week. I run two separate companies and on a, on a heavy week, I might work like 22 to 24 hours. And that's if I have like, a, you know, a surplus of editing or if I happen to photograph a wedding. And then in that case, I do work a few extra hours. But for the most part, your girl works somewhere around 12 to 15 because mama don't got time. Okay. I really don't. Um, and that's what I want to help and support other moms with because I recognize that we don't have the same amount of time. Like us moms, we do business different. And I recognize that and that's what I want to support you in. There's so much that we cover in this program. We go over lead generation, visibility, sales psychology, launching, email, all the things because moms do business different. And what we basically do is we craft your marketing and sales strategy. We craft your high ticket sales system in a way that supports your unique lifestyle because again mama you do business different okay and that's what i want to support you in so if you're wanting to create a business that's profitable predictable works for you i want you to hop on the waitlist so that you can get the fast action bonus that i have of a one-on-one -on -one ceo call so this one-on-one -on -one ceo call like listen i'm i'm even like girl girl you just doing this like as a bonus because it's that good so in this call we will together sit down and look at your business and i will help you map out a custom course of action and a clear roadmap so you know exactly where to focus to hit your your next or your most immediate high ticket sales goal so whatever your goal is you know if you have a launch coming up if you are trying to book out your services whatever it is we will map out what that what that plan looks like this call honestly is mind-blowing like in 60 you know this is about a 60 to 75 minute call but everybody that walks away from this call is mind blown like people walk away with their lives changed and i'm excited to offer this as a bonus in this round because honestly i know how powerful clarity and direction are when it comes to selling out your high ticket services i recognize that sometimes you just need to know where to start we might need to clean up your messaging we might need to clean up you know a few things in your strategy but once you do those things baby Sell, selling is gonna be a breeze like you're gonna be like okay we're like let me go pick up this money because it's definitely coming down that's what i want so hop on the wait list and that's it for this episode so until next time i will talk to you later darling Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.